Welcome to this episode of Baloney Lips and the Woolly Worm. I'm Joe Deuce, and today we are talking about white guilt. And uh, probably a victim of that is my co-host and founder, uh, Dave McCreary. I'm so guilty of being white. I can't even yeah, fake it. Well, I, I didn't want to say anything, but I have very little <laughs> yeah. evidence. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're talking about white guilt. Yeah. But we got other stuff to talk about. Well, well, yeah, you know, we'll start off this. We'll start it off the way we normally do. I, I, I'll start. I'm Joe Deuce, and I love everybody um, except for entertainers who think their city is what's holding them back from making it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, Explain. That's who, a personal who, who you? The, it, Well, there's people at open mics every single time I'm at an open mic or anything else, really, any mm-hmm. competition, and they're like, "Well, I'm going to move to L.A. in the spring because you know this is too. This place is too small for me. It's holding me back." I'll be funnier if I'm in a different right. town. No, no, you won't. No, you, no, you ask ask all the people who've gone and come back. Like that's not. <laughs> you should you should actually have a job offer or a lot of opportunities in said town before you just take off and go there. That's um, good. You know, if, if you start from scratch, I get it. If you're like, I'm going here because I want to be in the entertainment industry and there's more opportunities there, that makes sense to me. But if you've been doing it for ten years and you're not even the top dog in your little podunk town. L.A., New York, you, Chicago, You think you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna run yeah. those big cities? No. Nah. Right, yeah. Oh, nah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here, here, everybody's just like me. If I go there, I'll be, I'll be unique. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You're sure. unique just like everybody else. <laughs> right. There's a lot of blondes who got off of a bus coming from the Midwest who ended up in a different film industry than they, than they planned on because they had that same yep. thought. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so unique. <laughs> that might be your, your name in the credits. Have you ever... <laughs> Have you ever used that? Have you ever thought that maybe no. early on, if you thought it's, I just can't do this in Kentucky. I got to go to L.A. for them to understand. Never. That. And you know, I thought I, at one point I thought about moving because there was an opportunity for me in L.A. But the mm-hmm. opportunity was not going to give. It wasn't going to be able to pay my bills on its own. Yeah. And you know, I talked to a friend of mine out there, and he was like, "That's stupid. Like everyone in comedy has to come to the Midwest and the South to make their money. Like we get paid twenty five bucks a set out here in L.A." Yeah, well, I've, so, I've thought the same yeah. thing. Like, with me doing the comedy and magic, especially the magic, I'm like, I don't want to go to someplace like California where there's millions of me running exactly. around. Exactly, yeah. Let's stay right here. Right. I, I could be the funniest guy in Kentucky, or I could be, like, the 15th guy uh, in, in the lineup at some <laughs> random bar show in L.A. I yeah. went out there. I did, a, I did a show in a storage locker in L.A. Like, that's, <laughs> that is the type of shows that they're able to put on sometimes. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so I, I, uh, I move around a lot, and Danny just told me via text to stop moving around so much. So I'm gonna, yeah. if I plant my arms, maybe I'll stay still. Yeah, I've got ADHD, so now this is gonna be so boring for me. I love it when you move. Yeah, see you. Where's you gonna be next? Yeah. Ooh, I, Danny, I, what I, are you gonna do? When, oh, ooh, what you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you want to know who I, uh, who I? Love, uh, you know what love I, less? Yes, that sounds good. <laughs> I, love, I love everybody except for Facebook joke ruiners. Oh, gosh, yes, please. Oh, All right, I'll give you an example. This oh, was, I, yeah. I don't know why I thought about this when I woke up this morning. I'm like, who am I going to talk about I don't, I don't like or I don't love? Uh, we had a couple years ago, just a, at Christmas time, a silly little post I put out that said, it must be an exciting time of year for people named... Carol, Mary, or no, Carol, <laughs> Holly, and Eggnog. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say Mary. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you switched Car- it up on us, Eggnog. Right, yeah, Carol, Holly, hilarious. and Eggnog. 
And yeah. you know, just leave it at that. And then I had yeah. people would, would write in, what about Rudolph? Or how about no- Noel? And I'm yeah. like, just... The, the joke just, is just that enjoy I said the joke. two normal I, names yeah. and then and eggnog. Yeah, yeah you and then just I give me some, more normal names. <laughs> right. I did have somebody, that, though, say, I don't think there's anybody named eggnog. Oh, my gosh. I was yeah. furious. Yeah. Just I, furious. I hate when people fact joke, fact check your jokes. It's like, the jokes are supposed to not be all, fa- like, they're not factual. That's not. Right, right. <laughs> not I say like, stuff to make you laugh. It oh, doesn't man. necessarily mean they all happened. It's not all true. Well, I told you before. I've, you know, I've, I've had some arguments with people who are on the opposite end of the political spectrum for me uh-huh. about some of my memes and stuff. And I put out one that said, "Hey, MAGA friend, just need a little help here. How do you cite YouTube uh, in MLA format?" Uh, and <laughs> yeah. and then I was like, "Also, who 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 published Trust Me, Bro?" Uh, and so <laughs> I thought it was funny. And you could have said it about anyone who points you in the like flat earthers works like anyone who points you in the direction of YouTube videos as their sources. And then yeah. someone below the comments was like, actually, I had to cite YouTube in one of my grad school papers. And this is how you do it. And sent the link. In there. And I was like, no, I don't really want to know. Yeah. Like, wow. I'm not, <laughs> that's, 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 I don't really want to know this information. Thank you. Education. Yeah. You know, joke ruiner by education. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're smarter than I am. Fine. You're not Fine. funnier than I am, so just right. shut up. Just, just uh, be quiet. Another one that didn't really ruin the joke, but a while back, I walked into uh, a bedroom here at the house, and my granddaughter had was here and had thrown a sock monkey down on like the bed, mm-hmm. and the way it landed was on his back with his legs like this, but his tail was out like this. So his legs were spread, his tail's coming through the middle of him. Yeah, so okay. I, I'm like... So For the you know people at home like. not looking at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. I okay. keep forgetting it. It's okay. His legs are spread. His tail's coming through the middle, of course, looking very inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. And so I took a picture, and and it it wasn't vulgar. It was just funny. Yeah, it yeah. Looked like it's a, funny. Yeah. yeah. And so I posted that. I said, I, my, I really need to talk to my granddaughter about the way she sets her sock monkey down. Right. And, you know, lots of likes, 100 likes or whatever, and people commenting. And then I get one guy who used to go uh, to church with me, a, a, like an older guy, and he's, and I actually looked up the, the, the thing earlier. This was like 2014. I looked up the mm. message he sent earlier. He said, a little disappointed with your post earlier today. Uh, what he, uh, uh, not a good, not a good way for a church leader to post or something like that. Uh and I, I ripped into him on, oh. you know, it was message. It was a messenger, yeah. so nobody saw it. But I just, I'm like, come on, man. There right. was nothing. It wasn't like the, it was an inappropriate uh, right. position like he was like he was doing. You know, like the sock monkey right. was it doing something. Funny. It was just, yeah, it was funny. a funny picture. Yeah, uh, and I, and he said, well, I just, I'm just concerned with maybe somebody hearing you on Sunday and thinking about that. And I'm like, if somebody is sitting in church and thinking about sock monkey wieners, they've got much more issues, many, many more issues than, than what I'm posting online. I was, I was hot. You know, I really, I really thought that David was a blessing from Jesus until he just started talking about sock monkeys all the time on his intranet. And ever since then, I just, I feel like Satan has just infiltrated the church. (laughs) I, I oftentimes uh, when I'm about to post something because I do a lot of church shows and stuff like I, I wonder like how are how are they going to react to this if they looked on here would they not book me all yeah. because of this joke and at the end of the day I think usually the <laughs> the conclusion I come to is 
eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, well, and it's also, if, if, if it's funny, it's... <laughs> if this church, if this, if this church that doesn't like this fairly innocent post... Right, they're not, not going like to want me anyways. I don't want to be there. I'm going right. to say something, and I really, yeah. you know, they're not going to bring in a magician anyways, because magic is evil. You know, oh, they yeah, have a problem yeah. with sock monkey wieners. They're probably not real big on my magic. Well, I don't know. Can you turn water into wine? Because I hear they're fans <laughs> of that trick. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. I can, I can turn water into Kool-Aid and tell oh. you it's wine. You it's turn it into behind the curtain. <laughs> turn it into grape, sparkling grape juice, and yes. uh, the Baptists will love you. Yes, Baptist. <laughs> Jesus turned water to wine. Baptist yeah. turned wine to grape juice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. never will forget I was in youth group, and we did communion one time at church camp. and. Uh-huh. They gave us uh, like like sparkling grape soda or whatever. I don't know what it was. Uh, uh-huh. It wasn't grape soda. It wasn't purple drink. It was like sparkling grape juice from Welch's. With the, it looks like champagne. Uh-huh. They poured it out, and then they also gave us crackers. And there was a kid in the there was a kid in the church, and he took it. They were like they were doing the reading. You know, do this in remembrance of me. Uh-huh. This is my body. And the kid took the side of the cracker, and he goes. Man, Jesus was dehydrated or something. This cracker is stale. <laughs> it was there was no there was no whispering about it. He just was loud, and it was the most hilarious moment. I was like, "That's this, awesome." That's and that's why. Uh, <laughs> well, I will tell you about ten years ago. I went to a uh, it's a Presbyterian. I think it's Presbyterian, kind of close to Catholic. It was, it was one that's kind of close to Catholic. Okay, yeah. And me being Southern Baptist, we've always used. I've never used real wine. In communion, it's always right. been grape juice. So I go to this this uh, this uh, like baptism for this guy's kid, and they do communion. So I go up, and it's where you're, you're dipping it, and I dipped it was real wine. I didn't know that, so I mm-hmm. popped it in in my mouth, and I literally out loud said, "Oh, gross!" Which <laughs> <laughs> I, I could it, I thought yeah. like there was some, it didn't click that it's wine. I'm like this is nasty. I feel bad Talk for the those blood of Christ vampires. being gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's well, so, so, <laughs> down with Facebook ruiners oh, or Facebook yeah. joke ruiners. Everybody's and social media in general, it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like people, uh, like quick yeah. fact checking jokes. They're jokes. Yeah, and most of them are hashtag with something like joke or comedy or like funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, geez. Uh, yeah. Don't un- take everything un- serious. Yeah. Uh, right. So we today are going to talk about white guilt, but we still have to talk about our homework. Okay, I'll go first because I think your your homework might lead us right into. It could uh, lead us into, yeah. <laughs> right good. Into I'm thinking. Uh, mine was to listen to uh, Middle. Uh, oh, what's their name? <laughs> oh goodness. Hey, you it's, you it's, respect them, Joe. You respect what? them. Well, you say the name then. Mid- Midland. Mid- Midland. 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 <laughs> uh, that's what it was. It, it, Midland, and uh, I'll be honest, man. Not not my favorite. What? You even not, told me you like Dwight Yoakam. How do you not I, like Midland? I, I, here's the thing, okay, Dave. I th- okay, they're um they're cheating songs that you suggested. Uh-huh. That's a pretty good song. Cheating songs, it, yeah. I, I'll give you I'll give you credit on that one. But I am not a fan of people who become parodies of people, if that makes sense. And so like they, it is kind of you kind of wonder when you see them, well, you like. Are, yeah. are they? I mean, the music is good. Is this, you're trying to watch them. Like, are they kind of? Well, even the like voices, it? even the voice the guy sings with, you're like, this, this, no, like he's 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 up and like he's playing this. It's like when Al Pacino's in a film now. He's literally just a parody of Al Pacino in films before. Yeah, like everything is oh, like it's that's how he is. Is and and even Robert De Niro to some degree. But like, you know, it's 
I don't know. I just, I was listening and I was like, this sounds like a really good karaoke band. Like, oh like God, that hurts, like, man. No, it, that it, it's, hurts. Ori- it's original music. They're, the the instruments are good. They play uh-huh. very well. It, it, here, you know what? Midland is like country music's Nickelback. I'm gonna say it. Oh you're not, no! You're, you're not, I will you're not flip like this it. table, Joe. <laughs> you're not gonna like it. You're not gonna like it. Not gonna like it. Let me ju- let me just tell you something, Dave. Listen, people can talk all they want to about how much they hate Nickelback, but Nickelback still had sold out tours over and over and over again. So people <laughs> yeah. are showing up because it's still good music. They're still instrumentally very sound artists, and they make songs that are good ish. And Midland, they it's. Chad Kruger, Chad Kroger, Kruger, Kroger, whatever his name is, Nickelback's uh-huh. lead singer is really a parody of a rock singer. The, the guy from Midland, yeah. same. I just, I feel like he's, I feel like he's trying to capture the I, Dwight I, Yoakams of old. I do kind of get what you're saying, but it's still <laughs> it's, it's, really good. I am writing down for next week. I love everybody, but Joe Deuce. Okay, it's, well, it's going to happen fine. next week. That's fine. You put it on there. I, I, I got a wife and a child. That's all the love I need, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that is all the love. Oh <laughs> man. I, I, I just, you know, I, I, there's a there's a band that I kind of like from the rock realm, uh, Greta Van Fleet. Oh yeah, um, and I don't know, but, but they literally are just Led Zeppelin. They're literally yeah. just they're they're just trying to be Led Zeppelin again. And so that's I have the same quandary with them. So Midland, if I listen to a lot of their stuff, I'd probably be like, this is a good band. It's, they got good music, but in yeah. the back of my mind, I would still say they're kind of just they're doing it, it, too much. Something something's when, off. When we saw them on their first tour, they came out in their. Did you had you seen a picture of them in their like bright, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, western gear? Western gear, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like it looks it, it looks like a movie where two people got lost or three people. Excuse me, three of three people get lost and then like they're in this country town, so they decide to dress like the people. Like if if, if coming to America happened in Texas, well, like, it's like Three Amigos. You got the Three <laughs> oh, no, Amigos no, 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 on perfect, stage. Perfect, yeah. Three Amigos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess I didn't have to stretch so far if I would have. Right, you're making up a movie that already three exists. Amigos, three, yeah. amigos, three amigos would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. I love them though. But yeah, I I feel the same way. And there's even there's one of the songs my wife loves them too. But there's a, a song where she makes fun of the way he says certain words, and she's like, "That's he's trying to it's say it." Trying, so, yeah. You, it, it's no one has that accent or that yeah. singing voice, and like it's. I, don't, I, I There was something off. The first song I listened to, I don't even remember what it was. It wasn't the cheating songs. I had to go to that next uh-huh. because he was like, I was like, he suggested this one. At least I'll probably like it. And I did. But the first song I listened to, I don't remember what it was. But he, I mean, it sounded almost like Kermit the Frog and Dwight Yoakam had had a child. Like, that's what. <laughs> like, like, it, was, <laughs> it was just bad, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna find a country artist that you love at some point I, you, that you the, don't the, know that you love. John Party was good. Yeah, that's right. You did like John. And Party. John Party yeah. was good. You, yeah. you, you've had some success. Oh, I do have a guy. I'll have you listen to. I won't do. I won't okay. do today's homework, but it's okay. It's one I think you'll dig. It's a little okay. more. It's yeah. So we'll get to that eventually. But all right, uh, all right, all right. Well, at least you did your homework, whether you liked it or not. You're not, yeah. not gonna like all your homework. I think you know that's that's how it goes. That's that's, yeah. that's part of education. Yeah. Uh, I liked my homework. I didn't want to like it. I liked it because I learned the okay. homework you gave me. I was going to say, gonna say, how did yeah, you yeah. like it, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you, yeah. Were were you like cheering? Like <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> as far as the movies you've given me, because you've given me three movies to watch. Two of yeah. them were, you know, uh, uh, 
telling of true stories, right? Yeah. He had Rosewood, which is no. True all story. of them have been based on true stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The, so, what, so Rosewood uh, and Frankie Lyman. Really and, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. They were exaggerated. Rosewood is, and and Frankie Lyman both exaggerated. This one was right. more factual. This was a documentary. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's the movie was four little girls mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the bombing in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it it was heartbreaking. It was yeah. heartbreaking. As I'm watching it, it came out in 1997. Mm-hmm. So it was a church that was bombed in <clears throat> September of 1963. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to say it didn't do a lot of damage because it did plenty of damage, but it's not like the whole building blew up. But it, No, no, it's mostly uh, like the basement area where they, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it killed four little girls. And so I'm watching this in 90, it, it was aired in, or it came out in 97, which means they probably shot it in 95. Let's say 95 is when they started shooting this. So that's 32 years after um, it happened. So if somebody was born in 1950, they would have been 13 then. And they would have been like 45 when they mm-hmm. shot this. And I'm 49 now. So when I think back to like when I was 13, my my main concern was, is mom going to make, make me eat this crappy uh, stovetop stuffing that she made? Because right. I, I can remember her telling me I'm not going down to the ballpark to play baseball until that stovetop stu- stuffing is done. And right. that, was my, that was my big concern. And you got people who every day are are dealing with the Klan and bad cops, and it ends up being... I say bad cops. There was, I, I bring up bad cops because there was one... That sheriff right. of right. that town was awful. Um, and I'm, I just... There was one guy that they kept going back to. He looks, he looks young when they interviewed him in 97, uh, but still smiling. I, just, I mean, he'd gone through that smiling. And there's times when you, you'll hear like... And I think I've even said it before that I, I I don't own slaves. My mom and dad never owned slaves. My grandpa didn't own slaves. So come on, can't we be past this? Like people that my black friends now weren't slaves. Their mom and dad weren't slaves. But there's a good chance they were treated like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the people that were born in 1950 and were 13 around that time are younger than my mom and dad now. So they were right. around. So I think what I'm saying is that to see that it happened so recently, it was that awful so recently. And I knew, you know, I knew that it was bad back then, but to actually see video of what was going on in 1963, which if you're listening to this and you're 20, you're probably thinking that was forever ago. But wait till you get older and you realize that time goes by a lot faster and, you know, distance between years is not as much as what you think it is. Well, I mean, um, even if you're 20, you got to think, you know, I, I, when you were born, it was 2000. So you're looking, let's say your parents were in their 30s when you were born. They were probably born around the time this happened. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's not yep. it's not that removed. I think people people have this rose-colored image of how far removed some things are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's, that's, that's a good point. And so as, as I'm watching it, I just... There are a couple times when I'm, what do they call it, an empathetic crier or sympathetic cry. When you see somebody mm-hmm. cry, I tear up. I do every time. Mm-hmm. They're talking to a couple people who, you know, were related to these little girls and they can't get through the interview. Right. And, oh, I, yeah. and how could, so back in, I don't know, 2017 maybe, I bought a Jeep. This, this will all tie in, I promise. I bought a Jeep from a couple in Pennsylvania. Okay. And the weekend that I bought it, it was a little older, but it was, 
nice big tires. I should have done more research on this thing. I just wanted this Jeep. I could, I can't afford a brand new Jeep. They're expensive. Right. So uh, it was still pretty expensive for a used Jeep. But first weekend we have it, my kid takes it, and uh, tie rod breaks on the front end. Oh, man. And then for the next two years, no joke, no exaggeration, I put between ten dollars and $12,000 in that Jeep to keep it running. Oh, wow. And... I eventually had to get rid of it because it. I was like every time I drove it, I was watching like the, the uh, the water heater gauge, whatever. I don't know anything about cars. I was just and anytime I think back to that and those people, those two that sold me that, I get furious and I get angry mm-hmm. and, it, and I'm like, you just gotta let it go. It's something you learn from it and and because I'm still kind of paying for it. Like when I traded right. it in, I still owed more on it. So I'm st- so it still really gets me. And that's just a stupid. A stupid car that I bought, let alone somebody who's gone through something like this where they had family members killed because of their skin color. And it's something they have to think about occasionally. Mm-hmm. And it, how can you not be furious? And how do you let that go? I know it's best to let it go and understand that you know not everybody is like that. But when that's happened to you, man, that's, yeah. that's, that, that, that's why it got me the guy that was smiling the whole time and kind of laughing, you know, yeah. at, not laughing at what happened, but laughing as he told the story and smiling. Um, that's that's huge. That that was huge yeah. to me to see that. Uh, but man, what a! I'm, I'm enjoying this homework when I'm learning stuff like this. Like I had no idea about all of that. Yeah. Well, and the, the church is still there, um, okay. still operational, and I've been to a few services there. Uh, really it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting what you were talking about. How you know you're so you're still stuck on that Jeep from you know. 20 some odd years ago or 20 uh-huh. years ago. No, uh, two, two years ago. Oh, like, two years ago. Okay. Yeah, three, okay. three or four years. Yeah. Somewhere. Okay. Yeah. It was okay. recently. But, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So you're still, but still, um, I think there are people in Birmingham, Alabama, which is where this happened that are still stuck, you know, like that day mm-hmm. kind of defined and, and paused their life. There's actually across the street from that church, there's a park. Um, and there's like, statues of the civil rights movement and they've got like the officers with the dogs and their teeth I saw are all that out and the, stuff. Yeah, and, they got a clip uh, of that in there. Yeah, and but there's two old men and I don't know if they're still alive. I haven't been to Birmingham. It's probably been six or seven years. The last time I was there, they were still there. And I had seen the, I had met these guys from the time I was in college, like my sophomore year. I'd seen them probably five or six times. But they mm-hmm. sit in that park every day. And if you stop and want to talk to them, especially if you're a young African American, they will tell you the stories of the bombing, of things that they saw in that in that area, you know, when Martin Luther King and and, and uh, a lot of other people were marching, and it's uh-huh. it's so incredible to hear what you know what's going on. But then at the end, they'll say, "So you got a couple bucks for me?" And you're like, "What happened?" And literally, I I think their lives, so much stuff happened that they uh-huh. couldn't get past that they have just literally been stuck in that park for for fifty years. Wow. Um, and I mean, it's it's incredible. And like every time we've been, I've had a few friends with me and like every time we give them some money. But it's after we leave, especially one of my friends, uh, Will, one time was like, you know, I wanted to ask them what's going on. Like, what? why are they stuck in a park and uh-huh. homeless? You know, if they had all these things happen, they were connected to all these things. Why aren't they going around speaking? And I was like, I don't think they can leave. Like, I don't I think they're stuck yeah. right here. Wow. And like every day it's their way of reliving what they've been through. But it's 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 rough, man. I uh, yeah. I don't. I, I, we talk. We talk about. We talked a little bit about white privilege before. I think one privilege that isn't acknowledged enough by people in my generation is we were privileged to already have had people do a lot of the fighting 
recently. Yeah. Like our grandparents were, you know, going through these struggles and parents even. And so we were privileged. I, I've never had a dog, you know, a cop dog come after me just because I wanted to march or sit at yeah. a, a counter or eat certain uh-huh. food or drink from a certain water fountain or any of that stuff. But it's very likely people in my family who are still alive, who I talk to on a weekly basis, had gone through that. Yep. And um, I realized that today. Yeah. Watching, I just watched that. I got up this morning and realized I got to do my homework. I do my homework like I did in high school. I wait till yeah, the last day minute. Of. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you do yeah. it. But I do. <laughs> but you do it. Yeah. So I, I think that leads us perfectly into now. We're, you know, we're doing an episode about white guilt. We talked about it the last episode. Um, yeah. And you, you promised we were going to do an episode on white guilt. Yeah. Um, and I think so. this, this topic is interesting to me because I, I, I get you're it. You're half and don't white. Get it. Do you have yeah. a, do you have half guilt white or half white guilt? No. Is that a thing? I, I, it's, yeah. Like a half and half. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't have guilt necessarily. I think for me, it becomes almost a, a point of, of hurt or a point of, uh, anger. You know, when I think of, like I told you before, when you watch Rosewood, I didn't talk to uh-huh. my mom for like two weeks because yeah. I was like white women always <laughs> claiming black guys raped them and getting whole towns hung. Like that didn't happen in the eighties when, when I was four. <laughs> but, right, right. Right. <laughs> but like you know, like it just it was I, I, it was just a, a, a messed up feeling. Like and uh, and so like you know, I told you about my ancestry on my ancestry.com, my profile. I had my white side traces back to slave owners in Virginia. And uh-huh. my black side traces back to slaves in Virginia. And yeah. so in a way, I guess I could feel guilty that my family may have owned my family. But in other ways, it just makes me upset. You know, like it's, it's <laughs> really weird. It's a weird feeling. So, yeah, uh, yeah. For mixed people out there, I don't. In some ways, we get the best of both worlds because we don't have to feel necessarily guilty about different things because, you know, we can claim either one, I guess, as convenience. <laughs> like, but uh, but at the same time, it's it's it it psychologically can be very taxing to think about what your family could have done to your family in history. Yeah, that's that's you know that's a rare that's a rarity. I mean, not super mm-hmm. rare because you got mixed couples all over the place. But as far oh, as we're like, all over the place, we're taking over, yeah. bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. You guys make adorable kids. Well, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, yeah every, once of, every once in a while you get one. Every once while you get one of these. And, <laughs> But uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm thriving during this pandemic when I can put a mask on half of this face. <laughs> I've got beautiful, I've got beautiful eyebrows and eyes. But the, yeah, from, from the bottom half, the bottom <laughs> half that's really messed up. <laughs> oh, well, I, you know, I don't, I get frustrated when I see white guilt on, mm-hmm. and what it is to me, I don't think of it as white guilt as much as like virtue signaling, which really okay. just. Okay, okay, yeah. 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 But when I see like a, a white girl on Twitter talk about, the white man doing something I'm like shut shut up yeah. i mean i get what you're saying yeah. but you're taking it on yourself yeah like and that doesn't mean that i i don't see that what has happened between white people and black people i totally get it yeah. but i try to be the best person i can be to all races and mm-hmm. i don't want to feel guilty for something i i personally don't do does that make right, sense but, yeah but i think i think in inadvertently or subconsciously on some level you still feel that guilt we talked earlier i think about maybe rosewood when you were like oh man or 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 maybe there was something there was something that came out there was a tweet or something that you saw or an advertisement that's what it was was a commercial and you saw Uh, it and you were like well i'm not like that 
Yeah, and I think that that was like I think that is a version of white guilt. Like, wait, you wait know a what? Second, that, you, that might be. Maybe I just <laughs> yeah. don't. I just don't mention it on on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, uh-huh. I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I, I see the girls who are like, I I can't stand white people, and it's like, have you seen a mirror? Like, yeah. you also are white. Maybe you should say, I can't stand racist white people. Or there you like, yeah. Put a qualifier in there. Like, don't just right. generalize that all the people and, that look like you are like other people you don't like. <laughs> right, and I looked up, I, I googled white guilt today just to see what it said about mm-hmm. it. It broke it down at one point between white guilt and white shame, and it said uh, white. Yeah. Er, it said guilt is means uh, I have done something. Shame mm-hmm. means I am something. Ah, okay. So, so even like, so shame would be awful. White shame means you are something. There's nothing you can do. Right. I, but if you are something, you realize you're awful. Do you have shame, or you have shame after you become better? I don't know. We're not talking about white shame, but it's white guilt. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's white, interesting. Yeah. Well, white guilt says, I have done something. And as far as I know, I you haven't. haven't I haven't. That's, I think, if I could do anything about the whole white guilt conversation, or even, even the white privilege conversation, I would replace all of those things with white acceptance. And I don't mean like that white people accept. Um, you know, they, they need to accept blackness or whatever. I think what I would rather have is, or maybe we should call it white acknowledgement. Uh-huh. You personally, Dave McCreary, you didn't own slaves. You didn't do anything to black people that we know of. Um, you know, if it comes out later, then I'll retract this statement. Um, but to this point in my life and my, you know, my, my relationship with you, I've never seen you do anything to black people that was bad, um, right. especially on a grand scale. But I will say you have benefited as a white male from the society that has been built here. And um, and and it was built on the backs of slaves and on the backs of Asian people who built a railroad system and on the backs of tons of other people, including women. Um, And I think I think that's the thing is I told you before, I feel like you can't tell a middle aged white man that he that he has it that he doesn't have it harder than everybody else. Like, if you're like, right. oh, well, they, they're going through this. Yeah, but, well, my people did yeah. this. Okay, well, but shoot, you know, I do like, that with my wife. When she's like, I didn't sleep well last night. Well, I didn't sleep at all. Right. Yeah, well, I, I know, haven't slept for I a week. looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's, that's the problem. Like, I, was t- I, I had a conversation with somebody over something I posted on, online. He's actually a comedian there in Columbus. And literally in the same post responding to me, he said, I thought you were trying to pull some kind of white privilege beat. Yes, you should count your stars. You're lucky that you were born here compared to some other place. If you've traveled the world, you know that. And you 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 need to acknowledge you hit the lottery being born in America. And I was like, at no point did I disagree with you. Like I yeah. I definitely <laughs> hit the lottery being born in America, and that's part of my privilege. I'm privileged yeah. because I'm a straight I'm a straight cisgendered male uh-huh. who identifies as Christian. All of those things make me privileged. I'm also black, which is not a privilege necessarily in this country. Um, but like, I'll acknowledge all those things. Now, can you accept the fact that white privilege exists? And like, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't hear of it. Well, and I think the word privilege just freaks people out when they think I privilege. Think it does. They think you get every, you get anything you want, you're and that's spoiled, not the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. that's not the. I think, I think, I think, I think if it was, if, it, if we called it white handouts, that'd be different. We're yeah. saying we're saying that you're treated a little bit differently because of the color of your skin and the way you look. And you, Dave, we've talked about this. You had long we hair and about tattoos. The long hair. Yep. Yeah, you had long hair and tattoos. A person who doesn't have those things is also treated like if you dress like you're from a Fortune 500 company, 
mm-hmm. you automatically get treated differently than a person who dresses like they're homeless. Yeah, automatically. There's just a yep. different feeling. And that is a privilege. And I think it's okay to acknowledge those things. I'm a straight male who believes in Jesus and grew up in America. I'm privileged in those ways. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still young enough to be able to do things. That's a privilege in some ways. I think you just, I, that's what I want is people to just acknowledge like, yes, people who look like me at one point were doing terrible things and I probably have benefited in some way from that. That doesn't mean you're rich because of it. That doesn't mean that you automatically have hand-me-down jobs or any of that kind of stuff. But maybe the word's not privilege. Maybe the word's perception, like white perception. Yeah. You know, the way you are perceived. Yeah. You know, and that's that. I I guess the way you're perceived is the privilege that you receive. Right, and I think yeah, that I think that even opens up a whole nother uh, lip wormhole. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> if you if you want to drop if you want to dive down that, when you come to perception uh, in the black community, especially especially among mixed people, we have a thing called passing, and they have the same thing in the transgender community um, or the transex community, um, where some people have a privilege of you know, there's people who are mixed who don't look mixed. And so they are able to pass off as white. And in the 1800s, they, that gave them a lot more opportunities to do things wow. than someone who was black. And it was a big secret you would hold. Um, you know, there's, there's, there are rumors that Abe uh-huh. Lincoln has black family members, you know, wow. that he descended from. Um, and so I think that those things, are, that's a whole other thing. When you go into perception, like, are you a, are you a gay man who's perceived as straight? Because I know some of those who you would never know they were gay until you met their mm-hmm. partner. So they probably get treated differently than a person who's openly gay and has the talk and the spins and blah, blah, yeah. blah. You know, like, <laughs> talk, the talk and the spins. That <laughs> yeah, always the, gives it away. Hey, <laughs> if you, if you lisping and twirling, we know. Like, it's, <laughs> like it's, but you know, like, it's, it's that, though, that, that in and of itself is a privilege. And I think that it would be, I think it would just be easier to get to the base of things if people would start off like, yes, I know I have these privileges. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean that you're rich because you're white? No. And that's well, see, what and I that's, hate. Yeah. People and that's posting. what I originally thought. Yeah. The first time I heard yeah. it, I'm like, listen, we, when I was younger, we struggled. There right. were times when we thought we may have to sell our house. And this is, you know, yeah. and, and we had the, the Christmas every once in a while, Christmas, that we didn't have as many gifts as the year before. It's still not awful, but just... You know, we, we we had some tough times when I was young. And so I'm like, don't tell me I'm privileged. I had it right. rough. I still, I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> right, right. And but, but and part of it, that's the number part one of argument. Is, I've, I've right. worked hard for everything I've got. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think part of it is just because we come up with these terms. So the term mm-hmm. white privilege came out. And it just the two words doesn't do doesn't, a just, yeah. it doesn't justify or doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Saying. No, it, <laughs> That's it, why it, I'm not naming. No, it doesn't. It doesn't elicit what it actually means. Like, it, it doesn't, doesn't encompass give you a everything that yeah. it means. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I. That's that's part of the problem. If again, conversation. Yeah. If, and if I, we talked about it as opposed to just throw the two words out there, white right. religion. Yeah. And as a comedian, I don't like white guilt because it makes you fearful of laughing at certain things. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, like there's a guy named Daryl Wright who's a, who's a comedian who I've worked with a few times. He's awesome. And early on in my career, I worked with him. And his first line in his shows literally was, now listen, white people, don't let your white guilt mess up my show. Uh, <laughs> because he was like, you can laugh. If, it's, if, if I talk about Mexicans and it's funny, you laugh. If I talk right. about black people and it's funny, you laugh. You have permission to laugh. And if they try to fight you, send them to the stage. Like that's <laughs> like, and that, it makes sense to me because if we're making a joke, everyone in that room paid for the joke. Yeah. <laughs> they should be able to laugh. And I think that's where white guilt gets to gets on my nerves. I think I don't know. I I think it's really important 
for people to just understand that there were privileges. That's the thing. There were privileges. Like you talk about, you grew up, you almost lost your house. You weren't, you weren't rich, right? Now, right. imagine living that life and at the same time, never seeing superheroes that look like you, mm-hmm. never being able to go into a bank uh, without them thinking maybe you were up to something, being followed around a Walmart or any, any kind of grocery store, and seeing people like you get shot by police on a daily basis in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That's the privilege. Yeah. It's not that you were given a bunch of things. It's that you weren't having to deal with other things. I think yeah. that's what I think that's what gets lost in translation because there's a lot of white people who have worked literally from the bottom to the top and they've busted their butt every day of their life. They've never done anything wrong to black people. They've just been good people. My grandparents were a perfect example. Lived on trailers, were sharecroppers, and they're white. They were they were sharecroppers, and then and then worked their way up to being able to afford, you know, housing and send their son to college and to take care of their daughter and be able to give her opportunities. All of that stuff happened in a white household. Um, mm-hmm. They just so happened to get mixed grandkids, but they always treated me as if there was nothing different about me at all. Um, and they raised a loving family in a great environment. They should have no white guilt. Right. But they did still have some privileges that black people that were the same as them probably didn't enjoy. Yeah, that, That's all that, that, makes, that means. And that makes total sense. And I, Again, I... I don't care what uh, what party you're from. If you can't hear that and understand at least at least just a little bit, like okay, I kind of see what you're saying. Right. Whether you whether you want to admit it completely or not, just be like, okay, I kind of hear what you're saying. I, I get yeah. it because if you're honest with yourself, if you're walking through a mall and uh, for lack of better words, a gangster comes walking towards you. You're obviously yeah. all of a sudden going to think, okay, let's, we got to keep an eye on this guy. He looks like he's he's trouble. He might be yeah. the nicest guy in the world. It was the same problem I had when I had my long hair. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Exactly. And that's I think that that's the thing is uh, I think people if they would put if they would take race out of it. And this is America's the only place where we have to talk about race every day. But if you took, you know, it is like you know, uh-huh. if, when you go to Africa, they don't think of you as black or white. They think of you as African and non-African. That's all they think about. Like, were you okay. born here? Were you raised here? Do you know our culture? If you don't, then bye. And I think that, <laughs> you know, like it's I think that if you would I think if we would take race out of the equation and just think about the perceptions when you see somebody imagery, the perception is like you're talking about. If I see David walking towards me today, you have a good haircut, um, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you dress appropriately like that you don't you don't have anything crazy on yeah you're probably i'm just gonna see you and not think twice about you you know our producer danny has a big beard and and like (laughs) longer hair and if danny just so happened to be in overalls for some reason like i would have some assumptions about him automatically that's not fair to danny (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it's like i would he he would look like a mascot for a place called the mountaineers or something like you know like that's and that's fine that it's that is a perception that is unfair to him because yeah. I don't know anything about him. Yep. Um, and automatically, I might think, oh, he probably don't like black people. You know, like that's people have those thoughts. And I think that that's where we that's what we've got to get over. You can't judge somebody based on their appearance, whether it's skin, but it's hair, so easy to do. tattoos, so easy piercings. To do. And it's yeah, it's, it's, it's way easier said than done because yeah. I myself will see somebody in Walmart and be like, I don't know. Yeah. And let's be honest, it's it's almost like a safety mechanism. Like if it you, is. if yeah. there's somebody if there's somebody scary walking towards you, there's a chance they're scary. Yeah. Stay away. But, but it's if, still not fair for somebody that just happens to look scary. Right. It, well, here's the thing that I've always found intriguing. I love like documentaries about serial killers and like all that kind of stuff just to just to see what goes on in their head. I love psychology uh-huh. But Majority of them are not people I would have shied away from if I saw them in a mall. 
But yeah, you know, like that you know, makes. If Ted I Bundy's walking saying. through a mall in Denver, I don't. I'm not even thinking twice about it. I'm like, yeah. hey man, what's going on? You know, like he if he's standing too close, I'm like, all right, but Brent, can you give me a little? Can you give me a little space? But I'm yeah. not like, oh, get away! What is he's what's gonna, going he's gonna on? Kill me. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't think about the fact he's probably picking out a sauce to go with my lower back. Like I don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's but but those are the people, and that's it, that's that's the crazy part to me. The people we judge are usually not the people who are going to bother us, right? Yeah, you know, right. it's it's, <laughs> it's I don't know. It's disconcerting, yeah. um, to say the least. But I think that's that's the thing. We got to get past people's appearance and jump straight in. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I agree. even and that even goes if like I, I was on the road. I don't know if I told you this story. I was on the road with John Reap um, and did did some shows out in the in the Midwest, and we were in I think Kansas City. And there's uh-huh. a son and a father who come to almost every one of his shows when he comes through there. And so yeah. we hung out with them after the show. Went out to like a karaoke bar and stuff. And it was about halfway through us hanging out with them that I looked down and saw that the dad had on Trump sneakers, uh-huh. um, which I did not know was a thing until that moment. But, I, I right now know yeah. it for the very first time. <laughs> right, yeah, but but they come in white and black. So okay, so you know. Um, also, that's that's, yeah. that's something. Yeah, that's something. But <laughs> had had I seen those to begin with, I don't know that I would have went out with them, like you know, and hung out. But they ended up being great people. Like they were very nice. They, mm-hmm. you know, they they bought drinks for us. They took us to the place we wanted to go. They sang karaoke. It was, it was we had a blast, and it was an awesome time. But if I had judged them just based off of a, a pair of sneakers, yeah, I could have missed out on all that fun that we would have yeah. had yeah. and that camaraderie. And I guarantee the next time I go to Kansas City, they'll probably be at my show because they're like, "You were awesome tonight," you know. And they were they followed me on Instagram and Twitter. They haven't even unfollowed me, even though I've been posting all the crazy stuff. So, like, <laughs> so, so I'm like. I, how much? How much on in life do we miss out on just because we think because of something someone's wearing or the way they look, we can't approach them and talk to them and make make a friendship or a connection? Yeah, we're missing out on a lot. I promise yeah. you, we're missing out on a lot. Yeah, yeah. But also, so, we're not getting killed. I, I guess, but you're. I mean, <laughs> it's worth the risk. It, it, here's the thing: you're not getting killed until you're getting killed. You don't feel like <laughs> you, don't, you don't know who's gonna do it. Like I, 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 it, anybody, could, your own kids could do it. We've all heard of the Menendez brothers. Like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's you don't you don't know. I I think if you that's that's the equivalent of saying I don't want to drive through the Midwest because there's always tornadoes. Like yeah, but how many people are actually dying in those tornadoes? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people get killed all over the planet, but if that holds you back from ever making connections with people, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well. All right. So I think that was a good one. Okay. Let's. That's good. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Talk yeah. about the homework. Next homework. Yeah. Oh, you want to tell them what the next? What the next? Uh, you can tell oh. them what the next episode is going to be. Next week we're going to talk about. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna come up with some some kind <laughs> racial slurs. I do, I don't think they can be called racial slurs. We're gonna have to come up with another thing we're before gonna... <laughs> next week. But it's it's <laughs> they're they're gonna be they're gonna be racial. Racial terms of endearment. Racial terms of endearment. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds okay. weak. That's, that's weak. Those are R-Tods. Yeah. Yeah. R-Tods. <laughs> like it. Yeah. R-Tods. Racial terms of endearment. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that, okay. That, that's pretty good. I've got a couple yeah. already. My kid even helped me with one. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. With, a white, with a white one. A white one. Okay. Well, I, yeah. You know, we'll, so we'll, okay. do them for, we'll try to do them for about everybody. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, here we go. Homework. Uh, yeah. You gave me music last week, so I've got the music for you. Okay. Um, Put it I'm going to have to text you the name in case you misspelled okay, it. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a guy. 
Do you like rap music, Dave? I don't know if we've ever covered. You're uh, a rock and country guy. Yeah, I mean, some. I, okay. Like, MC Hammer, he was awesome. Okay. Did he rap a little bit? Sort of. I guess you can count that. Um, there is a... There's he also a, did this really cool... Um, he did this really cool thing where he had, like, a ventriloquist dummy named Vanilla Ice, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just no, did I do it like, again with a white guy. Right. I, I do like some... I like some catchy rap i don't know if i like the angry rap but i don't like angry rock and okay. roll either that's okay. why i didn't okay. like that's why i didn't like grunge music because it was angry and depressing okay well there's one person i want you to see and i don't know if you've seen any of his stuff he has blown up during this pandemic and i was already beginning to be a is fan. He a white guy he's a black guy oh, okay um, Go ahead. and his he, he he literally during the pandemic he his producer and his wife who also sometimes raps on his songs and their kids all kind of lived together and put out a new album um and like okay. have been releasing videos it's awesome stuff anyways his name is toby and wigway and i'm gonna have to send you the name okay but um and there's one song i really want you to hear because i think you're gonna love it it's called try jesus and it's not even okay. rap it's them singing but it's like it, the, it said they say try jesus don't try me because i can fight like <laughs> <laughs> all right it's awesome it's, uh, i i think you're gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna send you i'll send you a few links but he's okay. made cool music videos but he's i i think you might like him I okay. think you might get a little hooked because every every single week he seems to release a new song and I listen to all of them. Oh, I know, I know this guy. He's the Nickelback of rap. No, not that guy. How's that feel? Did that hurt? That hurt a no, little bit. Not at it? all. Not at all. That's Kanye. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kanye is the Nickelback of rap. He's got he's got some great albums. He's always killing a beat, but he is a terrible. You don't want to admit you like him. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, you ready for your homework? <laughs> I am. All right, this shouldn't be too difficult for you. It should be kind of fun for you. I want you to write a joke about white guilt. A joke about white guilt. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll, I will. It can be like it can be like a like a you know a regular joke where you have a setup and a punchline, or it can be a you know a, a, a more like a joke you would tell in a stand-up show. But a joke okay. about white white a guilt. Joke about white guilt. You got it. You got it. All right. No problem. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, so uh, all right. yeah, we will see you all next time when we talk about uh, kind racial slurs or whatever they are. Artots. <laughs> Artots, that's right. <laughs> all right, see you next week. Thanks for listening to Baloney Lips and the Woolly Worm with your hosts, David McCreary and Joe Deuce. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you like what you heard, please support us by sharing it with others or just leaving a rating and review. It really helps us out a lot. If you want to see anything referenced in this episode, head over to lipworm.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.